Welcome to this week's edition of the Hard Rock Show. I'm Andrew. I'm Brendan. Tim. Uh, thank you for tuning in. As always, details are somewhere on the screen or if you're listening to this via podcast, because this is available via podcast now, we've got that all sorted out on Spotify and other places, then please make sure you check out the description for more information as you need to follow us and subscribe and do all those things. And um, I'm not sure how it quite works at podcast. I think you follow on podcast. So whatever it is, follow, subscribe, do those things and, and um, keep up to date with everything we're doing on our social media world as well. Uh, if you'd like to give us a bit of a chop out, we greatly appreciate it. We have Patreon out there as well. Um, it starts at like two bucks a month. And if you want to get involved in that, there's all sorts of things like giveaways, um, early access to the stuff we do, Zoom sessions. We do reviews that you request, things like that as well. So have a look at that. And while we're giving, uh, talking about support, we'd like to give a big thank you to our wonderful sponsors in Squidding Screen Printing, Alt Cult, and Rockstar Finance. Thank you very much for your support. Please do find them. Give them a quick little follow. Doesn't cost you anything. Just, just show a bit of love to them for giving us some support here at the show. Don't forget to tune in to us on Channel 44 in Adelaide on Thursday nights at 10.30 p.m. in Adelaide time. And then on Saturday nights on Channel 31 in Melbourne um, for that's you know, our time, 10.30 p.m. Saturday nights on Channel 31. Uh, so yeah, that way you can get to see everything that we do and get to play some music for you as well. And then tonight, what we're going to do tonight is we're going to go over the Babes, Devil Driver and Corey Taylor. So some new music in there. We'll have a hot topic in a second, which is very pertinent to this week as we do it. But before that, how's everyone going? How have we been keeping on this week? How about you, Brendan? We'll go to you first. Well, I'm keeping busy. Um, work's been busy, I think. So we've, uh, yeah, we're sort of back at work again now and What's really nice about it is like people are genuinely happy to see me. That's good. It's kind of funny. Like you get into people's backyards and they actually come out and have a chat and yeah. You know, so just good to see you. I think it's just good to see anyone. Yeah. At the moment, so I'm happy to be anyone. Yeah. So it's uh, no, it's been good. It's uh, been a pretty pretty smiley happy week for me. So uh, yeah, and I bought a new guitar. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it. That's always a good excuse to have a smile on your face, isn't it? <laughs> Good time. <laughs> How about you, Tim? How are you going? Yeah, pretty good. Uh, reached a point now where I can tie up my hair. Yeah. <laughs> which really? is a nice little milestone. Wow. Yeah, I'm just going like that. Tim so. Simmons top knot thing, dude. <laughs> That's it, man. I'm going yeah, to the man no. bunch. I'm looking oh, forward wow. to it. Uh, so, the first time I've been able to tie up my hair since I first cut it, which was like six years ago now, something like that. Wow. So, yes, it's been an interesting time. And how long are you going to go with it? Do you know yet? Uh, well, I, I could get my hair cut tomorrow for all I know. <laughs> <laughs> Just hack away at it myself. So. Yeah. Isolation is a good excuse for that anyway, so that's all right. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get the... Uh... I'll get the uh, get the fringe one, as cut my own fridge, as, you know, people do when they're having a rough time. <laughs> You've got the nice, like, you got the nice halo going the way you are now. Yeah, because so- he always backlights and then. Yeah. Well, that's just the positioning of the room. Like I can't do anything. Yeah, but that works with the fro though. Yeah, yeah. It enhances it. It's like an in- inverted halo. There we go. Yeah. It's when you get a negative effect on the on film. <laughs> Probably appropriate. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, for us here, we just keep on keeping on. There's not much to tell apart from we're about to start um, revamping the set, which I've taken some photos. We've just put a whole bunch of shit in there because Jody's moved a soaping room out into the back area where my office used to be. So I've moved all of that now into the set. Um, so I'm going to start by putting up bookshelves behind the set like we used to do. And that amp, 
that fake mm. amp that I've had kicking around for donkeys. I'm going to put that in there as well. We're going to put that behind like a bar top kind of thing and have the logo and that's still up there. But we're going to have like shelves with CDs and records and yeah, cool. and stuff like that. It's going to be a bit of a different look. That's what we're planning on doing. So we'll have some photos as it all sort of develops. That's sort of what we're doing apart from getting things sorted out, like getting the um, podcast audio happening now too. So it's been productive. It's funny how like in terms of what people actually see going through to them, it's you know not a huge amount sort of there's a lot of stuff online ready to release at the moment, which will be starting uh, tomorrow as we film this, but it's just funny how many hours go into getting this small funnel of content out <laughs> to people mm-hmm. to see, but we just keep doing it. And it's good to be busy at least because yeah, the work exactly. side of things is quiet enough for me. So that's, it is what it is, but we are here to talk about music. So let's talk about that. And we've got no other topic that's more pertinent right now than the uh, tragic untimely loss of Eddie Van Halen yesterday, as we do this. And that took everyone, I think the collective world's collective breath away when that was announced. And that's, um, I mean, one of the nice things to see about it was how everyone stopped bitching for a day and just started talking about mm. the music. That was a nice outcome of it all. Uh, yeah, Facebook and Instagram was a nicer place to be, oddly enough. For once. Yeah. It, didn't <laughs> long, it didn't take long to revert back to, you know, regular programming, but, you know, was nice yesterday, at least. Uh, for us, anyway, with all the, uh, what we like to talk about, it was very fitting. Some of the tributes were very, very touching. Mm. Uh, we were talking before about the Steve Vai one with just the shoes. Yeah, it was nice. filled. Um, and then we've, there was another one I saw today. I forget who wrote it. I think it was a member of, might have been Marty Friedman. I'm not sure, but he wrote a really long tribute to just how much Eddie Van Halen sort of influenced things as well. So, yeah, no, he, he had a good one as well. A lot of people were, were sharing. Mm. So, there's been some good tributes out there. So, yeah. not often that, it, and he was pretty reclusive in his days, but it wasn't really known, especially in later life, to, to not get out and about sort of thing. He kept things pretty quiet, but the impact of a man on the world is no more measured than what happens when people talk about you when you're gone and everyone's had nothing but nice things to say about him. So we figured we'd attempt to go through our own personal top five Van Halen songs. And there's a lot there to choose from. Um, so this will be interesting. Let's see how we go. I know Brennan wanted to break the rules. So we'll go to you first, Tim. Who, what did you have as your, as your top five personal Van Halen songs? Let's go. All right. In no particular order, yeah, hear about you later, Uncharted, House of Pain, Mean Street, and Panama. Yep. Um, but just quickly as well, you know, it's impossible to escape any Van Halen's influence, um, no matter what era of rock and roll you've grown up with. Or, I mean, like even me as a kid, um, you know, grew up playing Panama with my friends, you know, because uh, every guitar player wanted to learn how to play like Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. Of course, every, every drummer wanted to play like Alex as well. So, um, yeah, like it's a real. Um, that's a, it's a real shame, but also also very thankful for, for the tunes you put out. Mm. Yeah, very well said. All right, Brendan, you wanted to break the rules, so what have you got hey, for just us? Just a rule, just a little bit, but um, in some particular, number one for me always will be Hot for Teacher. Yep. Might not be the best song, but it's my fucking favourite. Just Every <laughs> time that kicks in, it's just it's hard not to love it. Yep. Um, the two I had, I'm the one. Okay. Um, love that song. Cool. Uh, three, I had Eruption because, you know, as a guitarist, I'll, I'll get kicked out of the union if I don't have that in there. <laughs> uh, I've got to have Eruption in there. Um, somebody Get Me a Doctor at four, uh, yeah. I had. I love that track. And this is where I bent the rules a bit just because it showed his influence. It's also a kick-ass guitar solo. Beat It by Michael uh, yep. cool. <laughs> I think. Yep. Because that extended guitar solo particularly, mm. 
Like in the album version is huge. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, I thought I'd slip that one in there just to be controversial. No, I reckon that's good. Um, we did have some, some people have already said, oh, you should do a tribute. It's like we did one a few years ago. Um, but it might be worth revisiting yeah. it later on because we didn't yeah, do, we do a different guys. version or even a clip show, you know? Something. Yeah. Yeah. There's ways it means. Yeah. yeah there's ways around it. Um, but what we might do, it might be cool to go over those albums with the newer panel because um, you guys haven't had a chance to, to do any of them, I don't think. But then mm. we can also do things like, well, He's got an album coming out. We can do some of the, you know, yeah. offshoot stuff, and also there's enough of, you know, tracks that Eddie's contributed on to make an album out of that, and treat that as a as a piece of work too. So that'd be an interesting little yeah. avenue to pursue. For mine, um, in no particular order until I get to sort of the number one, I put. Um, it's, it's funny because you, I, you picked mostly uh, Roth era stuff, didn't you? Oh, actually, <laughs> you, Tim, you were uh, yeah. were you Roth or were you mixed? Yeah, a bit, bit, bit of both. Yeah, so I went well, mostly 50, Roth, but a bit of both. Yeah, I went 50 50 until it went to the last one. Um, I picked Pound Cake, I fucking love that. I had that, but crossed it out for Beat It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, a good, that's that. a good song, too. Uh. Just, yeah. And the, the use of the drill to, to make that. Yeah you know, distinct was really cool. Like he was always finding a way to sort of make it new and fresh, which was cool. Um, I also picked the best of both worlds because it gives you sort of the softer playing and the heavier playing in the same song with, you know, with Hagar as a vocalist. Then for my uh, uh, Roth era stuff, I picked Running With The Devil. That's still, mm. I can't get away from that one. And then for my other one, it was Unchained. There's just something about that one too, which is just, I love the guitar playing in that particular song. But then for my top one, and the reason why I've chosen this is because that's pretty much because I didn't grow up listening to all this sort of music predominantly where I first really latched on to um, Van Halen outside of what you hear on the radio was with the Twister soundtrack and the songs I did for that. So you've got okay. there's a one-two punch here. I picked them both because they're both as important to me and that's Humans Being, which is a cool little song, but then also Respect the Wind, which is an instrumental that Edward and Alex did together and it was a really beautiful piece of music. I don't know if you guys have heard that one or not, but it's fantastic. Um, I'll, have to, I'll, I'll be able to play it to you now that I've got the audio sorted out. I can play it to you later on. Um, but yeah, I love I love that piece of music in particular. It's a great instrumental piece and that with Humans Being was a very, very cool one as well. I did have all sorts of things as lists. Like I was going through, was going through the albums and going, okay, which are my highlights on this album? And just picking them out as I go along. Um, but yeah, there's a heap there. Like even that the way I cut it down, there's another sort of 10 to 15, 20 songs that I could have easily inserted and swapped around with any of the other ones. I don't think you can deny the legacy, not only of Eddie, but the whole band as well for this conversational point too. Here's a new one though. I, like re- just I to- really want it. I wish I had a good PA at home because I mm. really want it because I've got the balcony there. I yeah. would love to have set it up the other morning and just played Eruption at 8 o'clock in the morning at <laughs> full noise to the neighbourhood. <laughs> I wanted to do it. I really did. That would have been cool. I want if you if you ever do anything like that, I don't want a video of it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it, can, it can be the uh, the Australian version of that Italian balcony singing that was going yeah. on for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Things yeah, would have been good. Well, you know, let's face it, all the rock stars are gonna be dying over the next twenty years anyway, mm. because they're not getting replaced. So we might have plenty of opportunity. Yeah, I reckon so. <laughs> um, 
Uh, I think cool. everyone or no, me or no, I'm here. Everyone's here. Well, I think we're all back to normal. Yeah. We're oh, back. My internet connection is yeah. unstable. Oh, hang on. What, what happened? Uh, everyone sort of locked up. But if you give me just a moment, we might do a slightly digested here in case I need to, but I'm going to switch to my other Wi-Fi just a moment. We'll see how we go with this. <laughs> all right. Let's try and forge on again, shall we? <laughs> This is like take three of this now. All right. There's going to be a whole lot of uh, bloopers, outtakes, and all sorts of stuff as we've tried to reestablish connection a few times. Um, hopefully, I'm still here because it's hard for me to tell if I'm been if I'm here or not here or whatever else. But um, now my phone looks like it's not connected anymore. Bloody hell! I don't know. I don't know what's going on. The internet's being stupid here in Mill Park. Nothing's going well for me. So we're just going to try and forge on. So. For about the fifth time trying to get things going, um, just want to ask you guys with the Eddie Van Halen stuff, while we he's apparently not happy with us talking about him today, uh, do you think there's an album or something like that in the vault? There's reports of patched up relationships and all sort of stuff going on, and it's been a while since we've had any sort of music from him. Do we think there's a potential of any sort of album or anything that's been sort of locked up and is waiting for release down the line? What do you think? I'll go to you, Brandon, first. I think after a 45-year career in music, I'd be highly, highly surprised if there was enough material there to release. Mm. Plenty, probably. Yep. Um, you know, and, and posthumous albums are always a bit sort of strange. So, you know, if they were doing something recently, you know, that they can finish off, I think it'd be really good. You know, I don't, I'm not a big fan when they just start to dig up old tracks that didn't make the cut. Yeah, but having said that, that's happened a couple of times, and they found some really good songs. So <laughs> who the hell yeah. knows? But yeah. um, look, I'd say there'll be God knows how much material out there. What they do with it, I just, I just hope it's top draw whatever they do release because I'm sure mm. there'll be something. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Tim? There will be hours upon hours upon hours of stuff mm-hmm. uh, floating around. Especially you know we we know how they used to record back in the day. Yeah. You know, there was a lot of uh, tracks floating around. So, but again, it's just, um, you know, uh, these albums, you know, as you said, posthumous albums can be hit or miss depending on how they're done and and all that. So, you know, if it's done well, you know, then by all means, but, you know, that's just the the, the, the keys. You hope it's done well and put together properly. Cool. No, well, I think there's plenty there. Um, I wouldn't be surprised because it'd be, I've locked up again, haven't I? <laughs> fuck. Am I back yet? Yeah, you're, you're, right. no, you're okay now. Oh, fuck. Yeah, you're back. It's starting to piss me off. Um, yeah, you're back. Yeah. I think there's plenty there. Um, I don't know how long it's going to take for us to get through a little one hour episode. It's probably going to take three hours to get through. We're going to try. Um, but the, uh, But yeah, I think there's plenty there. I think that it'd be a bit like the queen situation where they knew they were on a time clock timeline and maybe work something out. Um, I think everyone's gone again, haven't they? Yep. <laughs> Fuck this. <laughs> right. Hang on. I'm going to find a way to force this thing to pair to my phone. This is doing my head in <laughs> time for about take 10 of this because my internet's been so shit. I've had to connect it to my phone manually now, which I've done the hard way. Um, so I was, I was just trying to say that I think there's enough in the vault there. Like everyone's saying, I think it'd be a similar situation to what queen had with Freddie Mercury. I think they knew that it might be in the stock and there'd be something there. 
Um, and even if there's not, I did have an idea because we know that how pro, you know prolifically he would record stuff. So I think that even if it wasn't completed songs that were ready to go, I think that what a cool idea if there wasn't that able to happen, what would be a cool idea would be have like get Wolf and Alex together to do the arrangement side of things, what's kicking around and then get some guest guitarists in like Steve I and a few other ones sort of lay down some rhythm tracks. And even if it's just solos from Eddie, you could play those and get like guest spots from all the vocalists. So get even Michael Anthony to do a vocal, get Gary Sharon, get, you know, Hagar and Roth come in and, and do some vocals to make a, a big celebration and just call it EVH as an album, not even under the Van Halen name specifically, but just EVH or something like that as a tribute kind of a thing. What do you guys think of an idea like that? If they don't have enough there, to make complete songs out of. Oh, it's a great idea. It just depends it, it, where, where the waters get a bit muddy on these things is who's got control of it and what yeah. they want to do, you know? So, look, I mean, that sounds a great idea and I hope they do something similar, but, um, yeah, it's mm. not really up to us. No. <laughs> and I'm talking a while away too. It'll take time. I'm not talking about they should rush into it or doing like that. I think it's one of those things where, you know, give it a couple of years at least to sort of breathe and then, see what happens what about you yeah. tim what do you think of a concept like that yeah that's a good idea like you know uh hopefully hopefully something like that can be put together mm. you know this is good an idea like that would celebrate his whole career yeah no no we'll, we'll see what happens it was just a question we like noticed that took forever and a day to fucking get through <laughs> um <laughs> fucking hell all right well let's uh, let's actually get on to a review now that it seems to be moving a little more smoothly well it's looking a bit better for you guys is it then mm, yep all right cool let's get on to our first review for the evening before we take a brief intermission not that we haven't had one already but we'll take a further one uh we're gonna go with the babes uh dive bars and muscle cars from this band uh 12 tracks of 44 minutes it's the second album from the australian band released january this year in 2020 independently or via Revhead records i'm not entirely certain which way that played out uh produced by greg clifford and jared nettle at the house of sap uh this album comes about after a long wait with lineup changes and also stuff overseas tours i've done heaps um we're finally getting around to this at long last because it only got into streaming services at the beginning of the year and we were trying to schedule it in and then COVID hit and fucked everything up so we're you know a bit behind the eight ball on this one uh Let's go to you first on this one, Brendan. What do you make of this? Uh, I'd heard a bit of this band before, but never really sat down and sort of gave them the time of day. So I thought I knew what to expect. I just thought it was kind of going to be a pretty standard four-on-the-floor rock and roll thing. And I was pleasantly surprised what they turned out here because this is a really, really good album. Cool. Um, you know, for... It, don't get me wrong, it is still four on the floor rock and roll, but there is a, no point does this thing lull or get same-ish, mm. um, which is uh, it's an art form in itself to pull that off. Good trick. Um, they've done so well. This is just such an easy thing to listen to. If you like rock and roll, you'll like it. Mm. There's nothing not to like. Um, so much variety, different vocalists, different tempos. Um, you know, there might be, you know, still pretty basic sort of four chord rock songs, but they're awesome. Well written. <laughs> yeah. Really well put together. Um, I played it like three times on, on the bounce and didn't get bored. Nice. Um, great album. <laughs> Fucking phenomenal album. One of the best albums I've heard all year, to be honest with you. I was thoroughly oh, wow. impressed. Um, yeah, I, I, I gave it nine and a half out of ten. I, wow. I found it really hard to fault. Um, I loved Ride It, Down and Out, and Full Throttle. Awesome. Cool. Album. Nice. Well, that's come up really well. What about you, Tim? Hmm. 
much the same, to be honest. Cool. Um, again, I thought I thought I knew what to expect, and I was expecting you know standard pub rock kind of thing because I heard a little bit from these guys, but not much. You know, just kind of seeing the name floating about. Mm. Uh, but like it's again, it's like the thing that the thing that struck me with this is that like how you know how well everything how well are these songs are written and how well everything mm. builds up together and how well they play as a band and how well they complement each other, like and just little things too, like the way like the vocals kind of sit and the like the guitar, nobody ever walks on top of them and everybody still gets their little bits to shine and everybody's mm. got their little breathing room and yeah, and it's it's just remarkably well put together. Like I was thoroughly impressed and this is a really, really great listen. Everybody should listen to this actually. Mm. Cool. Um, this is a very good album. Um, uh, I thought, um, and, and again, the thing is as well with, you know, because they're obviously going back to, you know, the, with a lot of the imagery and whatnot that they've used, again, you have that thing in your mind of, you know, late 70s, 80, 80s rock, hard rock era stuff. But, like, when you listen, and there's obviously a lot of influence there, but it doesn't, it sounds remarkably like a, an album release now as well hmm. cool and yeah. all things it's very yeah it's very well put together uh full throttle and doghouse are my highlights cool and yeah eight and a half out of ten nice it's worth noting that this one does i'm going to try and get through this without the internet cooking out of me again um because my my computer's doing all sorts of stuff with this bluetooth connection that i'm too as something's going pear-shaping me tonight um but um so it's worth no, you're okay some of the tracks on this one come from their previous EP, which we did do on the show, but I think it was before you guys were doing. I'm not sure. Um, this is a pretty little, a pretty neat little package from this band. It kind of encompasses everything they've done and shows you what's to come at the same time. Uh, it's no frills. It's straight up rock and roll, perfect for a road trip kind of an album. Uh, the title of this pretty much sums it up in a good way. You know, it's dive bars and also cars, and that's what this is all about. Um, I followed the band for a while. We had them back at, for an interview at the very, very old studio quite some time ago now. Um, but this is easily the most well done and most polished release they've done yet. This is one they can hang their head on. Uh, I love the energy, the attitude on this. The lyrics are great for the style too. It's just riff driven. It's pub rock like you guys are covered. It's got the solid groove, the swing, nice use of space on this. It, but it's not just flat out the whole time. Like Brennan was saying, the tempo changes were really well done on this. And there were some really nice hooks on this too, which were, I think there's going to be some very catchy songs in here. I love the vocals. I thought they were fantastic on this release. The way they interchanged with each other uh, from between the male and the female. There were some fantastic harmonies on here. I liked how that aspect was done in a very organic way too. Like there were some songs where the vocal wasn't quite as strong. And there are other songs where it just fucking came belting out of the out of the you know the the fence lines like it just fucking came out kicking. But that all for me sort of tied into how this thing was mixed and produced overall. It wasn't overly polished. It was just really well balanced. They captured the live vibe of this band a bit. Don't get me wrong. It still sounds it's produced. It's not like it's a it's a it's a very well recorded album. They just kept the grit from the band, the smoke from the room, and just sort of put it all into a, a CD that you can listen to. And it feels like this would be a lot of fun to go and see live if you listen to these songs. It's not perfect, but you don't want it to be. This isn't the sort of style that be, you don't want 10 layers or whatever else. You just want the people playing. feels like they're in the room and they're having a go, and it's fantastic. It's really well done. I think the honesty works in their favor on this one. Everything's clear and balanced, but the vibe is what is the king on this. 
It's got that bluesy feel and, and tones across it. Uh, it's got a little bit of bite, especially in some of the tones on there was really cool. Uh, but some nice Southern sort of rock influence moments on this as well, which I thought really added to the flavors at play on here. Um, like there were some dead set rockers, some soft moments. There's nothing new quote unquote on this, but it's done very, very well. And once COVID is said and done, I want to go and see these guys play live and I hope they can get back out and go to as many places as they possibly can. Cause this is brilliantly done. Um, this is a fantastic foundation. They can really launch from this. Uh, so I gave it an eight and a half out of 10. Uh, here's something for more sooner rather than later running from the rising sun doghouse and want to fight for my standouts. Uh, we'll take a quick intermission at this point and we'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> we're back from our little intermission. Now we're going to move on to devil driver with, uh, dealing with demons part one, uh, 10 tracks for 39 minutes, the ninth studio album from the American band released October, 2020 by napalm records. I'm going to assume this was produced by Mark Lewis and the band as that is the trend for these guys, but I, don't, I could be wrong. This is part one of a double concept with part two due, I think next year, if everything goes to plan. Uh, let's go to you first on this one, Tim. All right. So Devil Driver have been around for a very long time. Um, so this sounds like what you would expect from an experienced band like this. Um, but the thing is with this for me is the same it's the same issue as a lot of Devil Driver albums, which is it's good without being spectacular. Mm. You know, um this band does have a formula which is, you know, very similar to the Lamb of God formula, which is, you know, Pantera esque groove metal played with the sensibilities of death metal with some math rock syncopation thrown in. Yeah. And they'll stick to that formula and they're very good at it. Um but I think with this band, the thing that perpetually frustrates me with them is that they, we know that they can write that classic metal song because they have written it before. We look back at their back catalogue with Dead to Rights and Clouds in California and things like that. Um, but they just don't do it often enough. And I think with this song, it's re- with this album, it's really lacking because I think there's a lot of plenty of good songs on there. And again, with the style of, of, of uh, it's not going to be like the Deftones album where, you know, because of the style of the music, they're always going to be little catchy moments and hooks in there. Yeah. But um, I just think as well with this album, there's plenty of good songs, but there's no real, but again, similar to the Deftones album, there's plenty of good, but nothing great. Yeah. Um, for me, Iona was the standout. Um, but again, I didn't like, I thought it was okay. I think, you know, if you're a Devil Driver fan, you should probably listen to this because there is, there's songs on here you'll like. Um, if you if you if you're interested in a band like Devil Driver but never listened to them, I'd say go back and listen to Beast or something else like that because there's better albums than this. Um, but if you're somebody who's not really interested in this style, wouldn't bother because it's not going to change your mind. Uh, seven out of ten. Okay, cool. All right, Brandon. Yeah. Um. Unfortunately, much like the last album, pretty much everything Tim said. Um. <laughs> it didn't. It didn't reach the heights of my, and I'm not a massive Devil Driver fan. I, I like them; it's it's good stuff. But it's um, to listen to it for a whole album, I find it gets very sameish. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. My my favorite of their albums actually was Winter Kills, the first one on Napalm. I thought that sounded really good, and I don't think this gets anywhere near as good as that. Um, not as good as Beast either, but it's it's still really good. Like I'm being overly critical because it's far from being bad. 
Mm. Yeah, the performances are fantastic. The songs are very cleverly written and everything, but it just doesn't grab you like some of their other stuff. It's like a, it's like a number one draft pick that plays two hundred games, but but he's always a, a team player. It's the Josh Fraser of metal albums. <laughs> yeah, um, no, 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 that, that, <laughs> no, but that's fair. It's true. You know, it's you, true. you know that we all know the potential this band had because we've all heard songs from theirs. Where you just kind of the first time you hear it, you go, "Holy fuck, that was a banger." Yeah, but um, they just don't do it often enough. Yeah, it doesn't. It just doesn't quite hit the heights. It's great. It's amazing. It's well performed. It's well captured. It sounds good. Um, it's just, I don't know, lacking what the French call a certain. I don't know what. Um, <laughs> so yeah, look, it was cool. I gave it seven and a half out of ten because, like I said, a long way from being bad. It's just not magic. Um, my standards were: you give me a reason to drink and witches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we're we're in a bit of an agreement here. It's a good album, mm. but it's not not a barn burner. Uh, mm. This is a band that I'm guilty of overlooking. Like I've heard some of this stuff over the years, but I'm probably more if you're going to take it on balance, I'm probably more familiar with Cold Chamber than I am with Devil Driver. Mm. Um, over the years, I've I've you know I've listened to them, but not gone in depth. Um, this is a you know nice heavy release. It's what you expect from this band. Uh, what I liked about this one in particular was the overall tone of the album that was very deep in tone. The mix was really nice on it. It was harsh, but clear on the lyrical side. Like you could hear the lyrics. That was really well done. Like the way the top and the bottom and all that sort of stuff was mixed and the vocals were cutting through with that sort of that pitched scream kind of thing was, it came through nice and clear and being able to make out lyrics. Either I'm getting very, I'm getting a lot better at making out lyrics for this style of music, or this was just clearer. I don't know. <laughs> oh, Des, Des is a very good vocalist. Mm. Yeah, he is. It's very, very cool. And the lyrics were good too, for that matter. Um, there was a nice layering. It was heavy without being overcompressed. There's some subtle things woven in that you can appreciate on repeat listens. Um, but I don't know if there's enough in this to make you want to listen to on repeat over and over again kind of thing to take that in. Uh, I thought the diversity was in the tones more than in the um, songwriting per se on this one. So, you know, from a production standpoint, this is really interesting. From a songwriting standpoint, it was just nice groove-based sort of metal. Uh, you know, the swing is really cool on this. It's got that heaving effect which works in tandem with the sort of the the syncopated like heavy kicking drums and stuff. I thought the the lyrical side was also another highlight for me in that it was a cathartic thing. You could hear it being really cathartic, and I'm curious as to where they're going to go on part two of this double concept kind of thing. I'm wondering if they'll because I know they've done that that sort of cunt, the cover country was a country songs in a cover album or something i don't know that, that weird cover album that people were like what um and i'm wondering now if they'll do something with a bit more of a softer touch on the second album it's like okay here's your vent and here's your after effect because i know they're going to take a few years off afterwards the plan sort of thing so i don't know i'm curious about number two on the back of this um on all that sort of stuff taken into account not a lot of melodic hooks on this, but you expect that from the style. It's the composition. I thought the composition was pretty good. It is the tempo doesn't change a great deal, but the composition individually was pretty nice on this. It's but that said, there were enough melodic moments across this one to break it up nicely for mine. Uh, not a punishing listen. It's not a hugely diverse listen, but there's just enough in it to sort of not make it too punishing, if that makes any sense at all. Uh, I think the 
there's a guest spot from Desert Sun, which I think is on mm-hmm. you give me a reason to drink. That was a pretty yeah. cool touch on it. That, that was really nice. Um, and there's little things like that that sort of make this bit easier to take in in one spin. It's metal, it's heavy. It'd be fun to go and check out them live and also check out the rest of their stuff on the back of this, not being a huge follower of the band personally. Um, I mean, they'll have enough albums soon that eventually we can do a full-blown special on them at some point. But I don't know. This was a cool album to listen to. It's very, very well done. It is a very well done album. It's just that, yeah, what you guys said about it is pretty much bang on the money. And I'm just trying to, you know, give some extra thoughts on it that haven't been said before. And that it's, you know, it's just about the right length. It's just about the right style. It's just, it's just about right for, for this. Well, there's, enough good, there's enough good musicians in this band where I don't think they can put a bad album out. Yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah. The, the um, are faultless. Yeah. It's just, um, you know, run the mill. Yeah, there's nothing. You wouldn't switch it off, but you wouldn't. No. There's nothing yeah. making you reach for this off the shelf though, at the same yeah, time. Yeah, that's right. Which is the yeah. thing. So I gave it a seven and a half out of ten as well. Uh, I actually picked "Wishing You Give Me a Reason to Drink" and "Iona," so I think we fairly cross over on those ones there. So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing actually anymore. If we're crossing over on standouts, it's probably not a good thing. <laughs> yeah, all... probably not for the if that's the if all the criticisms are the same as well. Exactly. Yeah. So it's it's uh, it's been a bit of a bit of fun one, but uh, now it's time for. The main event of the evening. <laughs> We're going to go moving on to Corey Taylor with CMFT. Uh, this is 13 tracks. Luca Minutes of debut solo record from the vocalist, obviously most known for his work in Slipknot and Stone Sour. Released October 2020 via Roadrunner. Uh, Corey Taylor and Jay Rustin. This one comes after some of the singles released were met with some mixed feedback, even from us here behind the scenes. So, Let's throw to you, Brendan. You're the most vocal uh, fan of Slipknot that I know, or one of the most vocal. Mm. So let's go to you with your thoughts on this album first. And Stone Sour for that reason. Yeah. Um, love them both. They're two of my favourite bands. You know, love Corey. This was different. So, yeah, if you're going expecting a Slipknot or a Stone Sour album, you ain't going to get it. Mm-hmm. So... Me, even being a devotee, it took a couple of spins to see what was going on. Now, it, I probably unfairly gave this more listens than I would have if I didn't, you know, if it was Steve Taylor. <laughs> I, I probably would have dismissed it pretty early. Now, because it was Corey Taylor, I, you know, you, we all have our little biases and our favourites, yeah. and he's one of mine. So I gave it more time and I gave it more air. And the more I listened to it, the more I enjoyed it because I'm thinking – You've got to take for what it is. It's a solo album. Yeah, he's not trying to make a Slipknot album. He's not trying to make a Stone Sour album. He's having fun recording some songs that he wants to record. Yep. So once I sort of got my head around it, I, I find myself enjoying it more and more. Having said that, there are a couple of really, really flat spots on it. Okay. That uh, there's just a couple of tracks that I think just just don't hit the mark. Um, but again, he's you know. His thing, he's doing his thing, whatever. It's okay. It sounds amazing. Um, the, the opening track on it, Highway 666, I actually love more and more every time I hear it. I fucking okay. love that song. It's really, really it's good. It's a good opener. Um, the CMFT must be stopped one is kind of funny. If you don't like that rap rock thing, you're not going to like it. Now, I don't mind some of that stuff. And to me, it sounds very... Um, like when Five Finger Death Punch did Mama Said Knock You Out of Sky and it got that tongue-in-cheek thing. So I can enjoy it on the way it's being presented, I think. It's his own wrestling theme song. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it, like, it's not like he's trying to be fucking 
or, or not trying to come across as a wanker. I mean, he's carrying that bloody title belt on all the videos. He knows he's being a bit of a dick with it. He's, he's playing it up. Fun. He's yeah. playing it up. He's having a bit of fun. And for those reasons, loans, I found it pretty cool. Not amazing. You know, it's it's not up there with, with some of his finer stuff with either of his other two bands. But, you know, if he wants to do another Slipknot or Stone Sour album, he can. Mm. He's, uh, he had, he's had a crack at a solo album, and I really enjoy it, to be honest with you. Um, but I am expecting a lot of people to fucking hate it. Yeah. So, you know, take it on take it on face value. Take it what it is. It's all a bit tongue-in-cheek. It's a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. I think you should give it a listen. I gave it eight and a half out of ten in the end, but it took me probably three or four listens to get to that. Okay. It didn't yeah. happen on the first pass. Um, mm-hmm. Highway 666, CMFG must be stopped, and Culture Head were my highlights. Nice. Good tracks. All right, mm-hmm. Tim. All right, so before we start, I'm going to say some things that are hyperbole. <laughs> and before you blame me for that, uh, just remember, A, Corey Taylor is playing a heel, so yeah, you should expect it. Secondly, Corey Taylor is prone to hyperbole. So, yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so first things first, like, uh, to be serious for a minute, I actually enjoyed a lot of this album. Mm-hmm. I thought it was very well recorded. Um, again, if you're expecting a hard rock album, it, it's not it. It's... Mm. You know, very, very country in a lot of ways, actually. Yeah. And in a lot of ways, there's something very pure about it because you could, you could, you could kind of see Corey Taylor just sitting on the couch with an acoustic guitar, uh, you know, plugging these songs out and then just filling in the spaces around it. Yep. And for that, in that, in that respect, there's a lot to like about it. And again, it's Corey Taylor. His voice is phenomenal. Um, mm. A lot of power, a lot of great tone. Um, really knows how to use it as well. Um, and, you know, a lot of his melodies are great. Um, my, my one little criticism, I didn't like how the drums were recorded. Okay. Um, they're recorded really well, but they are recorded, you know, that big sort of very heavy, isolated, hard rock tone. Mm. I think for this, I would have much preferred to see like an old school Bonhomie kind of sound, you know, just room mics and big, big bass drums kind of stuff. Um, or either that or like, a, you know, just a modern pop kind of recording because that would have been something for me would have suited it much better. Okay, yeah, I get what um, you mean. I didn't pick up but, on that. You know, I get you mean. But you know, that's not to say they sounded bad. It's just for me, they sounded a little like they were competing with the vocals in the context yeah. of the rest of the, the rest of the songs. Yep. All right, CMFT must be stopped. Is the worst fucking song I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now your vocals. I think fans. How can we get such a diverse opinion on this? And wow. The, the okay. biscuit, uh, <laughs> so this is what happened, right? Here's how this song was put together. <laughs> Corey Taylor and the producer sat in a room and they had this groovy beat. They went, oh, man, remember that new metal thing, man? We should be doing this thing again, you know? And then they put down the crack pipe and, you know, went to bed. And then Corey Taylor decided, because he's Corey Taylor, fuck, man, Kansas City just won the Super Bowl. <laughs> Let's get Tech Nine. He's from Kansas City. Oh no! Let's put him on this track. And then, because he's Corey Taylor, Tech Nine showed up and put down a verse on the track. And because he's Corey Taylor, nobody said that sounds like shit. <laughs> they all just went, "This is fucking awesome. Let's keep going." And and then and then they sat there and they went, "Okay, we need a hook," you know. Oh. So I just watched the uh, the Wu Tang Clan documentary, and it was always like, you know, we always need a hook. We go to Method Man. And that's where we got the, you know, cash fools, everything around me and all that stuff. 
And they went to Corey Taylor and they went, you can't be stopped, Corey Taylor. You're Corey motherfucking Taylor. <laughs> CMFT. Because that's what middle-class suburban white people think rapping is. <laughs> yeah. It is, well, isn't it? Yeah. This song can <laughs> get fucked. This is easily, without a shadow of a doubt, Wow, the worst song I have ever heard in my entire life. Oh, wow, that's crazy. saying something, dude. It's funny, right? <laughs> From a wrestling, However, the wrestling. Well. Fuck, man! You tell, fuck, man! You compare, you compare a real American to this. Uh, <laughs> he's a better Jimmy, rapper Jimmy than John Hart. Cena, man. Come on, Jimmy um, Hart is fucking Paul McCartney. Oh point. wow, <laughs> Jesus! But like, yeah, so. Trying to go new metal, Honestly, this, this, I would describe this album as a complete roller coaster of a listen. Mm. Um, but like I said, the, the first half I actually really enjoyed. Got a little bit samey towards the middle, but yeah, fell off a cliff. <laughs> the end there. Wow. I'd, I'd suggest the placement of the, the lead single suggests uh, that they maybe regretted uh, some of their decisions. <laughs> uh, Highway six 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 is my highlight. Uh, <laughs> I feel bad saying this, but I'll give it a seven because it's actually a higher than a seven if you take out that song. It's actually a very good listen um, <laughs> if you go in, if you go in not expecting a hard rock album. So again, Corey's great, um, but yeah, that song sucks. <laughs> I think we finally traumatized him. <laughs> gave, him gave him some battle scars at last. It's a great riff in that song too. Oh, I, the guitar I don't mind it. It's, it's a bit of dumb fun. That's all right. Yeah. This whole album is a bit of dumb fun, ultimately. Um, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, these ones are always interesting because when someone has a body of work behind them, they go into their own solo thing. There's always that part where people go, "I want to hear what I fucking know," and I get that. But the point of doing these records is because these songs that are written will not fit on the main gig, so they've got to be out of this system and just get it done. That doesn't always work out. In this case, I thought it was done pretty well. Um, this has a bit of everything from that sort of rap metal, which has been covered by Tim so well. Um, <laughs> well thoroughly, <laughs> I know about well. Thoroughly. <laughs> thoroughly. He, he broke that down really nicely. Um, <laughs> but it's got that almost country stuff in between. Um, a fair bit of Southern influence in this, which I thought was a bit of a surprise to me personally. But vocally, it sort of worked for him going in that area as well. Uh, this is the definition of a solo project in that it's nothing like his main band. So if you want a Slipknot or a Stone Sour record, don't listen to this. Uh, production and performance is a little pretty bloody good on this. You, you would expect no less than sort of having, you know, consummate professionals around him. I loved how deep and warm the, this was in tone overall. Everything from the stripped back vocals and the acoustic guitar through to the heavy stuff, it all sounded really well done. And it actually, as a complete listen, worked in the context of an album. I thought the balance between the top and the bottom end really allowed for the vocal to stand out in the mid range. I do get what Tim said about the drums a bit, but for me, it didn't bother me. I, I thought it was still cut through nicely. His tone has a way of, of being able to do that for me. Uh, it's got that grit and that sparkle contrasting really nicely here. I thought the writing was pretty good here too. Everything was well honed. It served its purpose. It, it, it felt like an album as opposed to a complete mishmash of songs. I didn't mind the track order and layout. I thought it was all pretty well thought out you know is it the best thing ever no it's not gonna be the best thing ever but it's pretty fucking well done um and it, i'll agree with brendan though it is one of those ones that grows me over time the first sort of pass 
may or may not grab you, especially if you're going in there with any sort of expectation. Um, but if this doesn't grab you at the start or, or if, if the singles don't get your attention, this is one of those albums where if you persist with it, there's something there for pretty much anyone. You know, even single Tim choices Hibri- are actually strange. Sorry? Like the single, the choices of singles yeah, are really strange. I, I, mean, I wouldn't have picked those. I, 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 can, I can see why we released, you know, CMFT as, as like a teaser. Yeah, it's not your main one though. But what, what's the single black and black and blue or whatever it's called? Like yeah, black eyes blue. Yeah, um, yeah, black eyes blue. Now I know that's it's radio friendly, so I guess that's why. Because even dare I say, Triple M are even fucking playing it. Are they really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, so I'm sort of like, well, okay, I can see why, but it, it's it's not a highlight on the album by a long stretch. No, it's, it's not. I would suggest they. I, I would suggest they would have. You know, with 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 a couple of exceptions. Triple M would have played most songs that were the lead single. Oh. Mm. No. They would have played a lot of them. They like, yeah. They played song number three off um, the Last Stone Sour album. Yeah. And that they had played the that, that hook they've probably ever done. Yeah. And they played that one that was on the Dave Grohl. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, most of this, most of this album is inoffensive. Yeah. yeah but, but not for, not for that station though. Mm. There's a difference in market there, I think. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah, they, I don't know. They, won't even, they won't even play Paul Kelly's heavier songs. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this, for me, like it does get better with time and investment in time. I didn't need as much of a, a lead into it as Brendan did because I was going in there pretty much expecting anything. So it didn't bother me that it was something, you know, and I'm not as invested in in Slipknot in particular as Brendan is either. So for me, it's a bit easier to just go with a bit of a blank palette and go, okay, cool, I'm just going to take this on its merit. There's some stuff here that's almost Thin Lizzy-ish. Mm. Like that, that vibe and groove and stuff, That was I actually didn't mind that. I thought it was pretty cool. It's almost got that danceable kind of a, a rhythm to it. You know, you'll be you know nodding your head to this sort of stuff in, in no time, but it goes anywhere from sort of headbanging to line dancing. That's the, that's mm. the thing about it, you know? Um, I thought the lyrics were fun on this. You got a bit of everything. Yeah, you got the fun, you got the serious stuff in there. You got some heartfelt stuff in there too. But I thought this, you know, it all fit. And that was the remarkable thing about it. Like from sound to style and it all, you know, these things have a danger of being a hot mess right quick. And this didn't fall into that. If you like rock music at all, I think you'll find a song at least on this record to enjoy. Um, I think it's a bit of fresh air from him because if he, if he did punch out another wannabe Slipknot or Stones album, you'd be going, okay, well, that's sort of part of the course. I'd rather save those songs for those projects and leave this being what it is. I think it works better in this context of mine. He's doing what he wants. You know, these are things that won't fit anywhere else and he's having fun with it. And this record is a lot of fun. I even liked the um, CMFT Must Be Stopped song just, you know, for purely the dumb fuck. And I'm not even a big fan of rap rock or rap metal at all, which has been well covered on this show before. I didn't mind it. It was fun. Dumb fun, you know, just meathead fun. Yeah. yeah. It's it's just a good drunk song. You know, That's it. a bunch of party with yeah, party with people that don't like metal and you put that one on to try and yeah. slip one through. If, if, if Hell Yeah were playing a set and then they covered this and Corey Taylor came out, it'd go off. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I'd, I'd be happy with that. That sort of thing. Um, that it, it'd work in that context. It's not a work of art. No, I understand. Yeah, none of, none of this is none of this is going to tear the you know none of these songs are going to be you know contender for song of the year kind of thing. That's not going to be what you're going to find here. But it is something different from someone who's so known for doing something else. Yeah, and I enjoy 
seeing this side of what he does. I mean, he can like the the Christmas thing he does, Happy Hanukkah, whatever it is. That, that's a cool little because he's got some different strings to his bow, and he's getting some stuff out of his system. And I really enjoyed what happened here too. So, I thought this was fun. It's not the world's best thing, but it's a hell of a lot of fun. And for what it is, like I said, it grew on me more and more as I listened to it as well. So I gave it an eight and a half out of ten. Uh, I picked halfway down. Everybody dies on my birthday. That would have probably been a cool single. Um, And Samantha's gone for something different, a softer track as well. See, that's one of the songs I didn't like. Didn't you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. See, the Maria fight didn't do much for me. I I like that track. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. See, it's quirky. It's a quirky little album. I liked it. Yeah. But this is what I mean by I said that everyone will find something. You know, we're getting a very diverse, you know, mm. range of thought on this album. So it's one of those ones. Give us your thoughts out there. If you if you want to spend the time and listen to this one and get involved in the comments, and then let us know what you think of this one too. Because I think there's a lot of conversation around this sort of concept, you know, that can be had. Mm. Um, but that almost wraps us up for this week. Um, so again, details are wherever they need to be. They're either on the screen or in the description, or if you listen to it, then you'll find it in the episode notes. Um, please do follow us across all of our social media platforms. Um, it's the best way to keep up to date with everything we're doing. Also get involved in things like the audience polling that goes on for our monthly specials every, all the time. And there's just heaps. So follow us, subscribe, follow all that sort of shit. You know what to do. Uh, please also check out our Patreon page. Give us any support you can via that platform. Be greatly appreciated. I know times are tough, but it's the same here as well. So any little bit counts. We've got things from two dollars a month up and it gives you know giveaways access to things early that's chat groups and things like going on as well we've got a whole lot of stuff going on brendan we need to get those friday night drinks sorted out those quiz games sorted out that's and we got to get oh yeah we got to tear that up (laughs) so we got to do that that's part of it and there's also you know one-to-one zoom sessions and and uh, reviews by request stuff as well so there's there's heaps there to go through uh so please have a look uh and on that note Thank you to our wonderful, wonderful sponsors in Squidding, Screen Printing, Alt Cult, and Rockstar Finance. Please find them, give them a follow. We've got their links usually most of our stuff, so give them a follow. Support those to support us here at the show, if nothing else, because it doesn't cost you anything to give them a little like on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or whatever else. Um, remember to tune in to us uh, Thursday nights on Channel 44 in Adelaide at 10.30pm and Channel 31 in Melbourne and Geelong, 10.30pm on Saturday nights. And our next special presentation will be the band Halloween. We'll be doing most of their discography on Halloween this year, 2020. Coming up uh, in our next episode, we'll be covering Wartooth, Masterplan, Unisonic and Avatar. Uh, we're working on a little something special, which you guys know about. Um, that's either going to be on that episode or one very soon coming afterwards. It's a special treat. I'm not going to spoil it, but it's going to be well worth the wait. But now, without any further ado... <laughs> Time for the bin this week. <laughs> that actually went remarkably smoothly for a first time through. <laughs> I don't think it did at this end. <laughs> no? You're going to have to watch that back. Oh, no, it didn't. Fuck, because Zoom shit itself. You fuckers. Right. Try it again. All right. All right okay. it. Take two. <laughs> oh. <laughs> now it's time for the bin. That was much better. <laughs> I can't believe well, the blooper reel for this episode will be fantastic. The blooper reel will be longer than the episode. I know. <laughs> this is going to work out. Fuck. Because Zoom, obviously, because when it rebooted itself, yeah. and when you guys lost me completely, it turned off the sharing of the audio. So fucking internet. NBN can go in the bin for me as a precursor, but that's a that's a precursor, not my main bin. Um, so it is time for the bin. Let's go to you first, Tim. 
Uh, the federal government today making universities yes. uh, through the roof. Fuck off. Mm-hmm. It's a bunch of rich people um, uh, barring the commoners from education. Yes. Mm-hmm. Completely agree. Here, here on that one. Fuck that for a joke. Jackie Lambie's speech on that was fantastic too, by the way. Yeah. Which uh, is rare. That I know. Yeah, well, that's saying Jackie something. Jackie Lambie that that is a again. bad decision. Yeah. I wonder who wrote it. on that note brendan have you worked up we putting in the bin yet yeah i have okay but i want to double down on that one too because you know people you know who don't agree that education should be free to anyone that wants it can get stopped because yeah i've always argued that if i'm in hospital i want to be operated on by the smartest kid not the richest Mm -hmm. so you know anyway this is all while complaining about a skill shortage I yeah, know. fucking insane, isn't it? Anyway, I want to go to something a bit more deeper now. The the, the good people at Sony can go on the bin. They're okay. not making enough PlayStation Five, so I can get one before Christmas. Uh, Fuck you. Okay. <laughs> don't, don't worry, mate. You want an Xbox? No, I don't. I want a PlayStation. And not as Jody. And they've they've denied me because I wasn't fast enough to get off at the pre-sale because I've got a job. So fuck those people. There you go. <laughs> How am I supposed to play FIFA oh, twenty? Microsoft just bought. Microsoft just bought Bethesda. You want a, you want an Xbox? I don't want an Xbox. Trust me. Have you seen one Xbox? Talk about the bin. It looks like a bin. <laughs> yeah, fucking PS Five looks like the Pope's hat. Yeah, it does. Yeah, that's oh, cool. I'm gonna sit in the corner of my Switch and be happy. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> Old school Nintendo heads right here. Um. All right, for my bin for this week, it's going to be a bit of a somber one, but in light of everything we started off this episode with when it comes to uh, uh, Eddie Van Halen, comes into those cashing in on the deaths of fallen stars. I know that Nikki is passionate about this one as well. So when it comes, you know, doing a line of fake merch in commemoration of, fuck off, let the family do it and let it go to the estate because, you know, that person earned it with their life's work, you fuckheads. Um, But also, on the same time, those that jump online straight away and try to spruik their channel or whatever else have you and do a live stream or a a quick slap-together video that's not a genuine tribute, it's just trying to hit the hype because you know that everyone's going to be searching for it on YouTube, Facebook, whatever, immediately afterward. I, I, I jump profiteering. Sorry, profiteering off it. Yeah, and and it, it, either money or reputation. And it's like we had someone on our comments when we obviously shared the news saying we need to do a special now. I haven't even replied to that comment because we did a special in 2017, and I'm not saying that now to plug it. I'm saying it as a case of I avoided plugging it on purpose because of that reason. Like I don't, I I feel really uncomfortable when you try and you know flog your wares on the back of someone's death. I think we can do a better job than that across the board for mine. It's just tacky and crass, and yeah, I don't like it. It's a bit weird. I mean, I mean, Diane and I, you know, that night as we're cooking dinner, you know, we played Van Halen all night. You know? Yeah, just our own little personal tribute. You know? mm. Looking to get anything out of it, just like fuck it, you know, yeah, let's do this. Yeah, you know? I did the same you thing. Want, you want to celebrate it? Do it that way. Yeah. That's got more meaning. Yeah. And I think that's what the artists would actually want. Yeah. Fuck the commentators. Like, don't pay attention to anything we've got to say about it, to be honest. I'd rather you go and listen to the music. That's yeah. the ultimate aim anyway. But I, that's why we're all here. Maybe we're a minority. I don't know. It's fucking weird, isn't it? The the competition for attention and for money on someone's death is just horrifying. Can we just bin that? That's, that's yeah. mine. 
for this week. Um, but yeah, it's always up to me to leave things on a down note because I'm so good at it. <laughs> it's like a special power that I've got. Maybe you should go first on the bin now. Maybe I should. <laughs> I should probably go first and leave Brennan to go last because Brennan usually has something that's a little bit more uplifting than what I've got. Um, we should. Cha- I'll, I'll do that. I'll go first next time just to change the order on things because I'm always such a fucking Debbie Downer, aren't I? And I'll come uh, up with something really somber just to fuck <laughs> And you know what the next thing, the next time around will be? I'll find something fun and you'll find something. Ne- yeah. And we'll fuck it all up anyway. So it doesn't matter. All right. Anyway. But that's it for this week. Thank you all for tuning in to this nonsense and this cobbled together thing with internet fucking us over right royally here in Australia. Thank you again to the Liberal Party for that nonsense. Um, but we'll see you all again as soon as we can once we get this internet shit sorted out, which may or may not ever happen. I don't know. We'll see how we go. But thank you for tuning in. I'm Andrew. I'm Brendan. I'm Tim. See you all again very soon. Until then, drink up. Rock on. <laughs> we got there. Funny thing is that the recording didn't stop, but the the sharing did. So it's fucking weird. It'd be funny what you'll get because you'll get me and Timmy giggling at your expense if I can actually record it at all. I hope so. <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty sure because 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 even when you dropped out of the room, the room stayed open. Yeah. yeah. So probably so, and it just kept recording the whole way through. Yeah. <laughs>